Old powers waken, shadows stir, an age of wonder and terror will soon be upon us, an age for gods and heroes. The glass candles are burning, and you're listening to the Obsidian Nights Podcast. Hello, my sweet summer children. I'm back with another episode of the Obsidian Knights podcast. And today we are covering Daenerys 5 of A Game of Thrones. And I'm joined by my co-host for the day, Iggy Stark. Iggy, would you like to tell the people where they can find you and who you are? Oh, yeah. My, uh, my name is Iggy Stark. Uh, mostly you can find me on Twitter um, at iCloud123. Um I'm not really too active into social media, but um, if you add me or anything, I'm always there to show support, you know, give a like, give a comment. I'm always there for uh, my followers. So, but I don't post a lot. Hopefully after (laughs) this, I'll get more into it. But uh, yeah, definitely you can find me on Twitter. Awesome. So Daenerys, how do you feel about Daenerys? Where do I even begin? I mean, <laughs> she's, she's, I mean, she's the baddest. I mean, she is the what I mean, I, I, what is there not to love about her? I mean, she, she's the best and it doesn't matter. I mean, when it comes to Daenerys, Daenerys is the reason why I even got into Game of Thrones mm-hmm. because of her character arc, the way they portrayed her, the trials and tribulations she goes through i mean she i mean all the we know all the characters go through their own trials and tribulations but denarius herself i mean being at such a young age she has i think gone through more than any other character in this story and has and has kept true to herself when it comes to who she is as a person inside you know and that's having a good heart and being there for the people yeah. And that that is what has drawn me to her the most. And she is yeah, that's 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 my ride or die. That's my ride or die. <laughs> yeah, I love Danny too. So it's like for me talking Daenerys 5 with another person that loves Daenerys, I'm all for it. Um and Daenerys 5 this chapter is jam-packed full. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like this is like I know we've had some dry chapters, some kind of dry stuff going on but no when it comes to dinner like when i was doing i was telling um iggy before stream like when i was doing the reread like certain chapters i'm like uh this is dry like this is dry when we get to daenerys's chapters there's always some shit going on and i feel like john's john snow's chapters are really good too yes i also those are another one of my favorites (laughs) so the chapter starts off and it says the heart was steaming in the cool evening air when Khal Drogo set it before her, raw and bloody. His arms were red to the elbow. Behind him, his blood riders knelt on the sand beside the corpse of the wild stallion, stone knives in their hands. The stallion's blood looked black in the flickering orange glare of the torches that ringed a high chalk walls of the pit. So Danny is in Vase Dothrak. Um, which is the sacred city of the Dothraki. And she's about to eat 
a horse heart. And this is a doctor custom. Oof. <laughs> That's gotta be brutal. Gotta be brutal. Yeah. Like eating raw organs. I mean, oh. I I couldn't do it. My dog Yuki does it all the time. Me personally, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, nah. Nah. <laughs> and this Not is going a, there. Yeah, this is another one of those times where I talked about it in previous Daenerys Obsidian Knights chapters where she tells herself, I am blood of the dragon. I am blood of the dragon. Like she does it on her wedding day a lot. Like I'm blood yes. of the dragon. Anytime yes. that she's going through something that's that is very uh what's the word? Stren- strenuous or like yes. she, she has yes. fear. She, she always reaffirms herself. I am the blood of the dragon. That's one of the things that I've also noticed in here also. Read yes. Going over my reread. Yep. She always says, I am blood of the dragon. And that makes her, that gives her strength. It's like her mantra. Like at yep. the, it's, her, it's her inner mantra. So she takes the horse's heart. She eats it. Um, and like she she thinks it's disgusting, but like she makes herself chew it. Like she makes yeah. herself chew. And this heart. is after and this is after going two months of, you know, already feeling sick, not feeling good, and still having to eat the clotted blood, you know. Yeah. You know, going eat, chewing on uh dried horse meat until it, you know, made her jaws ache. I mean that that's dedication. <laughs> yeah, it is dedication. That is dedication. <laughs> well, that is dedication. <laughs> the whole thing is that like this this heart, this heart of a stallion, um, the heart of this horse, is supposed to make her son strong and fearless. Um, or at least that's what the Dothraki believe. Like that's their custom. Like if the mother can eat this whole heart then the baby it's a good omen that the baby's going to be a son and it's going to be strong and all of these other good things yeah welcome out to form nothing like that female yeah because if you choked on it or retched it up uh that meant yeah the favors the omens were less favorable (laughs) right like the child might be stillborn come forth weak deformed or female which the daughter i hear so fucking sexist i know (laughs) seriously seriously and like that's one thing i actually wonder like what happens when they do have a a female child what do they do with a female this female child because they're always i mean i guess they marry within their own but you always they also marry from all these other you know tribes that they're you know overtaken you know throughout the third Throughout the Dothraki Sea. Right. You but know? The, like the fact that they say stillborn, weak, and deformed, and then or equate female. or female. <laughs> or like, female. Like what? Like you st- <laughs> <laughs> Sexist bastards. <laughs> yes. So like like you were saying, for two months, like Daenerys has been um like preparing for this. Like she's been eating disgusting shit to get to get ready for this but i wanted to talk about if you if you throw up the dothraki believe if you throw up the heart that your child will be weak stillborn or deformed and that's basically like ray ray go was all of those things like he was stillborn he was weak he was deformed like he was all of those things um so i like 
You want to know why I believe that? Sure. I believe it's because the prophecy was never meant for Rago. The prophecy was always meant for Daenerys. So it never even applied to him. Yeah, I think it definitely was for Daenerys and also Drogon, which I'll talk about. Yes, yes. that's <laughs> I actually, actually have that in my notes too. Yeah. When it comes to the prophecy. When, when we get to the wording of this prophecy, like it's yes, so. It, it, it sounds so dragon, drug, dragon-like. Not yes. Easy. Yes, yes. But, but when you think about the bond that a dragon rider has with their dragon. It's like, like a dragon oh, rider can never take another dragon. No. And we learned that in fire and blood, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. You know, like Rhaenyra's son died just from trying to save, you know, the other dragons out of the dragon pit. So we know that once a dragon's bonded there, that's like a, a bond that cannot be broken, like a mother and child. Yeah. And I think of also think of the dragon dragon rider bond as kind of a warg bond, like on the yes. same level that Bran and Summer share yes, a bond. The, yeah, and like the like, Starks. Are, yes. And like Summer is Bran and Bran is Summer. So Daenerys is Drogon and Drogon is Daenerys. So that's why I think the prophecy applies to both of them. Yes. And not just one uh, or the other. And honestly, like now that I read over, yeah, honestly, with the, yeah, when we get there, I agree with that 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, we're about uh, to get there. <laughs> yeah, because I, yeah, especially from, like you said, how the prophecy is stated, it definitely shows that it it has something to do with dragons. It, you know, it, yeah. for sure, for sure. For, for sure. So I wanted to talk about Vase Dothrak real quick and like the rules there. Um, so they go over the rules in the beginning, which is foreshadowing for what happens at the end of the chapter. And that is that no weapons are allowed in Vase Dothrak. No weapons. Yes. No yes. steel. No steel. Yeah, yeah, no steel. Yes. Beneath the mother of the mountains. So um, after Daenerys finishes the heart, they give the prophecy. First, she says, a prince rides inside me. That's what Daenerys says. And she says it in Dothraki. And then the crone speaks up. The prince is riding. He is riding, the other woman answered. A boy, a boy, a strong boy. Bells rang, a sudden clangor of bronze birds, a deep-throated war horn sounded its long note. The old woman began to chant. Underneath their painted leather vests, their withered dugs swayed back and forth, shiny with oil and sweat. The eunuchs who served them threw bundles of dried grasses into a great bronze brazier, and clouds of fragrant smoke rose up towards the moon and the stars. The Dothraki believed the stars were horses made of fire, a great herd that galloped across the sky by night. As the smoke ascended, the chanting died away and the ancient crone closed her single eye, the better to peer into the future. The silence that fell was complete. Danny could hear the distant call of nightbirds, the hiss and crackle of the torches, and gentle lapping of water from the lake. The Dothraki stared at her with eyes of night, waiting. So 
The crone finally opens her eyes and lifts her arms up. And she says, I have seen his face and heard the thunder of his hooves. She proclaimed in a thin, wavery voice, the thunder of his hooves, the others chorused, as swift as the wind he rides. And behind him, his calisar covers the earth. Men without number, with aurochs shining in their hands like blades of razor grass. Fierce as a storm, this prince will be. His enemies will tremble before him and their wives will weep tears of blood and rend their flesh in grief. The bells in his hair will sing his coming and the milkmen in the stone tents will fear his name. The old woman trembled and looked at Danny almost as if she were afraid. The prince is riding and he shall be the stallion who mounts the world. So that's the prophecy. You see, when it comes to like my first like initial thought when it came to the Dosh Kaleem, uh, you know, originally seeing, you know, him, you know, just seeing him, seeing him riding and stuff like that. Like, um, I look at that kind of like as uh, Melisandre's prophecies. You know, what I'm saying when she takes her vision to the flames. You know, what I'm saying she sees uh, something, but she doesn't really see. You know, what I'm saying like she doesn't. It's not a clear picture. Yeah, and I think that's exactly how it is with the, the Thra- with the, the Thraki and their visions is I, that they see they I see agree. something they see something, but they're not seeing the clear the whole the whole picture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I they're they and um, what else was it? Um, another thing that I was like kind of I thought that was interesting is how um, the Dosh Kaleen, how they see visions in smoke. Whereas Relore sees visions in fire, mm. you know, is there, is there a connection? It makes me wonder, is there a connection between the Dothraki and Relore, maybe I, from the past? I definitely, there could be, I definitely think that all the magic is one magic. If that makes so, sense. No, no, I know. Cause I, that's what I agree with too. Yeah, like all of the magic, the children of the forest magic, the faceless men magic, the, what the Dothraki are using, Relore, all of it is all rooted in the same thing. Um, I think it was Joe Magician. He had talked to me. I don't want to like spoil his his idea. I'm not <laughs> sure if he did a video on it yet, but he had talked to me about like way lines, like fault lines in the earth. Yes, how, like, yes, yes, kind of like, like with the wall and stuff like that. Yeah, like that people draw magic from those. I'm like not gonna give away his idea because I'm sure he has something coming on that or already did something on that. But I like that idea that like the magic just is and then people draw from it, draw from but it's it. all one thing. See, that's pretty much where I, my thoughts pretty much come from too. And depending on pretty much kind of like depending on culture, depending on, you know, what area of land you're from, whether it's Essos or part of Essos, Westeros, depends on what kind of magic you're drawn from. You know what I'm saying? The children of the forest, they drew in a lot of nature magic. Whereas you have the, um, Nymeria and her people, you know, who were water magic, right? You know, Valerians, fire magic. But you know, you- I think, but if you think about it as a whole, it's, it all comes from the same source. Yeah, it's all elemental. It's all I'll say. It's all. I was about to say that it's all elemental magic. Yep, it's all elemental magic. I actually would love like 
One of the things I want to see in one of these prequels is some Dornish or some um, Roynish water magic. Like yes, something, me, something. Give, give us something. Me that. Give us something. Give us something of the of Dorn at least, please. This time, give us something. Not what yes. I mean. Don't get me wrong. Like I had watched uh, the show. Well, not all the show. I watched the first five seasons before I read all the books. But um, yeah, like the, I, I just don't understand why they cut out Dorn. Dorn has such a great storyline. Like there was no reason to cut it out. I understand, you know, budget trying to keep stuff short, whatever, blah blah blah. But Dorn, Dorn would have added a great aspect to the story more than just what they did with you know over and come in and you know pretty much uh sand snakes coming in and changing all that from book to you know show yeah yeah, yeah. No, uh don't even get me started oh, oh we're gonna talk yes, about the show yes. though like we're gonna talk about the show because i'm not gonna let them slide with what they were saying about daenerys it being foreshadowed that Daenerys was going to go crazy by the way she let her brother no. die. And we're going to no, talk about no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. But there first, was I- no foreshadowing. There was no foreshadowing in that. And that is, ugh. It sorry, pisses, yeah, sorry. It, yes, it pisses me off. It pisses me, it pisses me the fuck off. But yes. yes. <laughs> so I so the reason I think that this stallion who mounts the world prophecy is for Daenerys and Drogon is because of the wording. So they hear thunder. Thunder is what she hears. And how many times have dragon wings? It's been said that dragon wings sound like thunder. As swift as the wind he rides. Like dragon yep. ride the wind. Um behind him his calisar covers the earth men without number and we know that right now daenerys is in a position where what happened in season six is very likely something that came from george rr martin where daenerys gets all the calisars united into one by burning all the calls that there's a vision of the crones all kneeling to her like they were in season six when that moment happened in a clash of Kings, when she goes to the house of of the undying. And that is one thing I think the show might've gotten to not, maybe not exactly correct. I mean, there might be some changes, but that's one thing I think the show might've, you know, probably is going to get right to a certain extent. Got, Got right to a certain extent, you know, it might not be the same exact way, but I do believe that, and, you know, probably winds of winter, we will see her finally take the hold and, you know, fulfill the prophecy of the sign that will not that not the world. Yeah. Like even in the show, even in season seven, where she brings the Dothraki to fight the Lannisters and she's on Drogon, that totally looks like this prophecy. Like, um, as swift as the wind he rides and behind him, his Kalasar covers the earth. Like she's on Drogon and then behind her is all these Dothraki screamers from all of these different Kalasars. And they're all like holding their um, Arocs in their hands. And But one of the key words here is it says, fierce as a storm, this prince will be. Fierce as a storm. Daenerys it's- is Daenerys Stormborn. Stormborn. 
that was the exact <laughs> the two the exact two quotes that you just read off as swift as the wind and as the one about Daenerys and the two quotes that I wrote down that also I was going to add to it about me. That's why I also believe that the prophecy is also about Drogon also, because I mean, as swift as the wind he rides, I mean, that dragon. Right. Dragon. I mean, dragon (laughs) all day. And one of the, another big clue is the milkmen in the stone tents will fear his name. Milkmen are basically what the white men, the white men. So Westerosi or not even just Westerosi people, but like people with castles. And so it's like foreshadowed that whoever this stallion who mounts the world is, is going to go to war with some white dudes with castles. And that's and like Westeros. Exactly. Westeros. <laughs> and I mean, who, who is going to be able to, you know, Pretty much, uh, what ex- what exactly was the quote? Uh, I just had it. Yeah, uh, the bells and will come singing. The milkman in the stone house will fear his name. Exactly. Who? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm sorry. It's 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 Drogon. It's Drogon. So Drogon. It's so Drogon. It's, it's, so Drogon. it's so Drogon. But like, I feel like when you talk about like the Dothraki. The horse and the man are like one. Yes. They're like one. So like Drogo, like Drogo falling from his horse is just a big deal. Miri Mazdor wanting Drogo's horse is a big deal. Like because it's it's kind of like they're this, they're they're one. Where Daenerys's mount is actually Drogon. So they're one too. So I feel like it's, you know, for both of them. So, so oh, go ahead. One, I'll say one question um, before we move on for uh, about the whole prophecies thing and stuff. Do you think that the fact that the sacrifice of the horse, even though, you know, we do know, we learned from Mary Mazdor that, you know, some magic, you know, maybe not as strong as magic, but magic can be performed from sacrificing, a, you know, even a horse. So do you think maybe the sacrifice of the horse and her eating it and consuming its blood and stuff like that had anything to do with the prophecy being able to be foretold by the Dashkali? Definitely. I think it had, I think it had something to do. Like it had something to do with that. Like, because we know everything comes with the sack. Everything comes with sacrifice. Prophecy, you know, like. Blood sacrifice too. Blood, exactly. And another, the last thing I had for the whole um, stallion that mounts the world, which makes me believe it was Danny even more, is because one of the last things she talks about is it gave Danny the shivers to think that one day she might be sent to join them, whether she willed it or not. Oh, yes. That right there, right there is straight foreshadowing that she will be back. And it's some intuition on her part, maybe like even prophetically, because Daenerys gets these like dreams and these feelings a lot of times. And a lot of times she's wrong, but a lot of times she's right. Exactly. You know, in the end, I do. I not to get off subject here, but um, even with like uh, what was her name? Um the original Targaryen that brought him here. Was it D- Danny's Danny's dreamer? Yeah, Danny's the dreamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny's the dreamer. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
a lot of people speculate that, yeah, that was a lie, blah, blah, blah. You know, it wasn't the truth that, you know, the Targaryens are the ones that, you know, played a role in the destruction of Valyria. And that's why they left earlier. But if you look down, especially you learn in Fire and Blood, there are a lot of Targaryens that actually do possess prophecy, you know, to be able to foretell, the, you know, foresee prophecy. So even with Danny, I mean, there's a good possibility that Danny, you know, would have that power also. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's likely, that's likely the case. I think anyway. Mm-hmm. So call Drogo and Daenerys go and they like have sex <laughs> in the womb, <laughs> in the womb of the world. Hey. And they say it's the best spot. <laughs> yeah, it's, the best, it's the best spot. Like it's a sacred Dothraki lake. Uh-huh. They have sex in there in front of everyone. And then um, they believe, or they go and like they have like a party, kind of like a feast. And they're, there's drinking and stuff in the hall. Like they're, they're doing shit. Like they're celebrating. And in comes. Viserys. Mm. Viserys, Viserys, Viserys. And Viserys basically comes in there tripping, like straight up. So we all, we all, know, we all know Viserys is like a shitty fucking person. Yes. He comes but in, I do. Go ahead. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. You finish and then I'll. No, I was just yes, going to. I'm just going to say so Viserys comes in there with a sword. He's drunk. He draws his sword and walks over to Daenerys and Daenerys is like, please don't do this. Are you fucking crazy? And Viserys like, wants his pretty crown. Pretty much like take everything, take my eggs, take everything, whatever you want, just take, just put the damn sword down, you know? But um, when it comes to a series, like I always try to put myself in everybody's shoes, whichever, what character it is when I'm reading their chapter. I try to always think of me as them and how I would react to a situation, you know, even though I might not be crazy like the series, but you know, I, I do understand to a certain extent, not to what he did when it comes to, to Daenerys and when it comes to, you know, threatening her with her baby, you know, putting the sword up to her navel and stuff in her stomach. But like, I, to a certain extent, I can understand his anger and his everything he has been through. You know, he's been on the run for all these years, sold everything he's ever owned. You know, he's the beggar king, you know, and even Danny looks at him at first, which is something I was going to get to later on. But even Danny at the beginning of the chapter, you know, not the beginning of the chapter, but when she first gets to the feast, she even asks, you know, like, where's my brother? Like, you know, like, She's you know, worried about him, you know, even though the abuse that he's put her through, like she still, you know, tells Jor, you know, like he taught me everything, you know, mm-hmm. he taught me about my mother, he taught me about my father, my brother, my family. If it yes. wasn't for him, it wasn't for him, I would I I would be nothing. Yeah. You know, which I was gonna say, which kind of when it comes to I feel like, and this is kind of changing subject somewhat, but um back to the with the whole stallion thing but i feel like because danny is becoming more and more you know knowing that she you know i am the, i am the dragon she is truly the last dragon mm-hmm. I, 
I think that um, she um, was willing to give up everything she can to, you know, because of everything that he has done for her, you know, and it at that part of the time, you know, you realize that, you know, the love and stuff that she does still care for her abuser. But you notice when you get to the end of the chapter, the moment that he puts that blade up to her stomach, she no longer refers to him in present tense. It's always past tense. And he wasn't, he's not even dead yet. And she's already, you know, she, she, whatever she whispered in Cal Drogo's ear, ear, obviously it was to kill him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, so, okay. So Daenerys, she, when she sees Viserys, like she just like gives like this cry of terror. Um, she knows like him drawing a sword, like she knows what it means. Like, even if he doesn't, like she knows. And he, he knew. He knew what it meant. He she said, The blade, you must not. She begged him, please, Viserys, it is forbidden. Put down the sword and come share my cushions. There's drink, food. Is it the dragon eggs you want? You can have them. Only throw the sword away. Like she begs him to stop. Like she begs him to stop. Jorah even tells her, like, tells Viserys, like, do what she tells you to do. You're a fucking idiot. Um, and Viserys is like, they can't kill us. Ha ha ha. And he says, um, Viserys says, I want what I came for. I want the crown he promised me. He bought you, but he never paid for you. Tell him I want what I bargained for, or I'm taking you back. You and the eggs both. He can keep his bloody foul. I'll cut the bastard out and leave it for him. And he pushes the sword against her stomach. So like Jiki is afraid to even translate what the fuck Viserys is <laughs> Sherry, Sherry knows. Yeah, Drogo's about to, yeah. Right, so Daenerys Mm -hmm. is like, you know what? Don't be afraid, Jiki. I will tell him what. Let me handle handle this real quick. So she tells him what, like she she translates it for him. And they seize Viserys and give him that golden crown that he wanted. They so deserved. And he deserved it. Like, and that's what made pissed me off so bad about when Dan and Dave came on there talking about, well, you know, Daenerys did when her brother died say uh she did have a cold reaction to his death. I mean, Mad Queen foreshadowing. And I'm just like, Yeah, but if you he read abused the books, her, he abused her her whole life, Peter. Literally, I mean, in the first her first chapter, he tells her, you know, I will sell you to, you know, let you lay out every, you know, person in his Calazar and all ten thousands of his if it, of, of his horses. Fuck you if it meant for me right. to get my crown. Like, I mean, for her to be scared for him to let out the dragon, obviously he beat her and abused her for years and years and years and years and years. Right. And just in that moment, like just in that moment, he's threatening, threatening her child, like exactly threatening her child. And even still, even still, she like tries to get him to stop. She offers him dragon eggs. She offers him everything like she begs him and pleads with him to stop. I mean, because if it was me, I would have just pushed his ass in the fire my damn self. Mm -hmm. Um, But (laughs) they pour the pot of gold 
on his head and it's and drogo says crown here a crown for cart king and they pour the shit over his head and daenerys says he was no dragon curiously yeah, calm fire cannot kill a dragon D can try to say that that and that is was her i guess her first you know turn to the dark side or whatever but if you actually like if they actually read the chapter i mean in the beginning of that chapter i mean denarius you know at first you know she has to remind herself you know she m- must not flinch you know she can't look afraid you know yeah she you know saying when she goes to go eat this heart like you know showing that she was you know scared you know yeah, she's one of them now she's one of them now like she's a dothraki now like she needs to like everything that she had with um viserys like her life before viserys like Daenerys has completely like assimilated or like mixed into the Dothraki culture. She's embracing that culture and they don't fear shit in that mm-hmm. culture. They don't look away. And, and that's why I love Danny. Well, same here. And that's why I believe in the end, because of the fact that she gone through, you know, the pro, you know, she went through the steps she had to take, you know, for the prophecy and everything she tried to help her brother her brother still threatened to kill her baby i mean at that point in time mm-hmm. first of all why would you shed a tear i mean th- this person literally just you know attempt you know threatened to cut this baby out of you you know which right. pretty much may, may kill you also i mean who's you can't you're not gonna survive that right you know exactly. but to me to me i think that what it was is the prophecy and uh between the prophecy the sacrificing of the horse and her telling herself you know i am blood of the dragon i believe that within that just that short period of time it pretty much it it grew her she she grew up you know just in that short period short amount of time and that's why at the end you know she shows no emotions she's you know like he, he was no dragon. He was no blood of the dragon. Yeah, but it's, it's we, ingrained we, in her. Exactly. But we also learn, like, you know, later on in the books that she thinks about him a lot. She does grieve for him. It's not like she doesn't grieve for him, you know? She grieves for what he used to be, yeah. you know, for... But, I mean, so it's not like she's just cold-hearted. And right. She views why, him... She views Viserys as someone that ultimately betrayed her like when she goes when she has that little visions of Viserys in a dance with dragons um she she's like you betrayed me like you sold me <laughs> he's like and he says no you betrayed me yeah you know? and it's like no no she didn't betray you right you you she did she played her role you sold her to the Dothraki she played her role in order to get you your your fighters you know your your army yeah you know what i'm saying it was your impatience and incompetence that kept you from getting your army and in the end getting yourself killed you know one thing that it's it's off subject but one thing i found kind of weird like just looking back i noticed that the chapter before denarius is at our you know and um he uh 
dreams of Rhaegar and his children. Mm-hmm. And then you have the chapter after Daenerys, which is also an, another Eddard chapter. And it started, you know, with him, like, you know, talking about, you know, need, you know, needing to protect John. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, to me, it's kind of weird. I feel like George, I don't know if he did that purposely, you know, mm-hmm. having an Eddard chapter of pretty much Rhaegar, you know, talking about Rhaegar and then Daenerys and then a chapter talking about John. I don't know if that was I something think, he did intentional, you know? I think it was kind of careful crafting because when, as soon as Daenerys said that she was naming her son Rago after her brother Rhaegar, I was like, oh, Rago is doomed. <laughs> Rago is doomed. Yes. And I feel like Rhaegal is actually doomed as well, which is very sad to me. Very sad. Yes. I'm see, I have mixed feelings because like I didn't not to talk about the show again, but season seven with the whole Danny flying over the wall, like I don't know. Like I just don't I, know about I don't that. Think because that's like happening. no, it's I don't think it's happening either. Like I think fire and blood taught us that, you know, maybe not fully 100% that flying, that dragons can't fly over the wall. But when Silverwing tried, we know when Alistair tried to take Silverwing past the wall, he refused. I mean, yeah. and that, that bothered her, you know, that worried her, you know, well, the, so the dragons are smart. Exactly. So it could be like the magic in the wall that's preventing the dragons from crossing the wall. But it also could be that the dragons are like, bitch, it's dangerous over here. We're not going. That's sorry, what I'm saying. Sorry, Alison, not today. Not today, girl. <laughs> I love you, but I love you, but not today. <laughs> yes. But basically, that is Daenerys 5. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Um, honestly, um, the only other thing that... Um, I guess I can't, I wanted to add when it came to the series and stuff um, was how um, Jorah had already before the series even died. You can tell that Jorah had already gave up on him and considered Daenerys his queen. Can you blame him though? Oh no, not at all. Not I at can't all. blame him. Like I like the whole Dothraki looks on Viserys like a peasant and Viserys is he? I mean, in all so intents cool. and purposes, in all intents and purposes, I mean, yeah, you might be the son of a king, but that king is long gone and dead. So technically, yeah, you are a peasant. Yeah, you might be you might be royalty, but right now you're still a peasant, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But yeah, so that is Daenerys five, and I want to thank you for coming on. And so yeah, thank thank you for having me. It was oh, great to talk. No. Yes, this I love awesome. it. I love yes. this chapter, and I'm glad you could join me. Appreciate it, and on no such short and on such short notice, like props to oh, you. Was, <laughs> hey, it was, hey, it was not a problem. Shit, the, sorry, the mo- shit, the moment I got the message. Uh, yep, I'm on it. <laughs> I'll get ready for it right now. So, okay. thank you, thank you for whoever canceled. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will see you guys next week. Have a good day. Bye.